been a while since I've been on the podcast talking to my friends. It's been a while since I've... Uh, fuck that. One, two, three, four. Hey, come on in. Take a seat. I'd like to welcome you. This here, it's a podcast. The B-U-D podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a smoker. Podcast, it's the podcast. Billy, 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 butter, 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 buttercups, buttercast, buttercast, buttly, buttly. The B U D podcast, podcast, it's a podcast. A B U D bud. You guys, I'm sorry. You haven't heard my voice in a while. I know. I'm sure that you're upset. I'm sure you're like, where the fuck has she been? Wow. The trip out to Michigan was pretty fucking crazy. Um, I I wrote everything down so I'd be able to tell you guys all about it because I don't I don't know if I'm just the type of person that has really bad luck. I actually no, I know that. I know that I have bad luck. It's not ever anything serious, although this time it almost was. It's more so that bad things happen to me that aren't ever too serious. They're just like, how the fuck does this kind of shit happen to you, dude? Like how, I mean, I, I chalk it up to being that like bad stuff wouldn't, if bad stuff like this didn't happen to me, then I wouldn't be a comedian, you know? Cause it made me have a tough shell. I'm able to talk about things in a funny way. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about my fucking trip. Other than it being the most anxious thing I think I've done, Uh, amidst an election and a pandemic. Um, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, (laughs) Holy shit. Okay, so on the last episode of the podcast, this is just funny, I received a phone call. I received a phone call from U-Haul. And I don't know if you remember or if you listened to last week's episode or two weeks, the last fucking episode. Everybody shut the fuck up and get off my back, okay? If you listened to the last episode, you heard me take a phone call and then I cut out the phone call. But then afterwards I said, wow, I've never been so bitchy to someone in my entire life. I want to play you. I'm going to play you that phone call right now. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm not supposed to pick it up until Sunday. Um, at uh, my, or my appointment anyway, was it, I think 10 AM on Sunday to pick it up. Okay, so I can't come pick it up on Sunday. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm. I was told I was going to be picking it up. the w- The reason that I scheduled it for the U-Haul was because it was right next to my place. Not driving all the way south or or north. Okay. Um, but it will still so you're waiting to hear if they're gonna get it though? So I might not even get that one? I'm waiting to see because they're coming from out of the state right now and it looks like they got it five days ago, so I'm pretty positive that they probably won't need to extend out. But I'm I didn't get a hold of him until so early in the morning. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, if you could just give me a call back when you find out, that'd be awesome. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a good day. That was the bitchiest I've ever been on the phone with someone. I feel kind of bad. I wasn't bitchy at all. (laughs) That's what I think I sound like when I'm being a bitch. Thank you. Have a good day. Are you kidding me? Come on, Stanton. I for sure thought that I was being a bitch. I wouldn't, if I were her, I wouldn't even try to help me out. I'd be like, oh, she's fine. She's not mad. I was very upset. I started crying afterwards. I cut that out too, but I was like, (laughs) it's pretty comical now. But (laughs) immediately after I say, wow, I've never been such a bitch to anyone. I just go, why do bad things always have to happen to me? (laughs) <laughs> it was a rough couple of weeks. You're lucky that I even did that fucking podcast. Jesus. So, yeah, I was not a bitch to her at all. And I did end up having to go to pick up my U-Haul at a different location. So if anybody else has had a problem with U-Haul, say I. Okay, I'm assuming you said I. Because everyone has a fucking problem with U-Haul. Right? Everybody does. I scheduled to pick up my U-Haul from less than half a mile away from my apartment in Seattle, okay? Now, this is what happened. That phone call was like a day before I had to go pick it up, and they said that I had to go pick it up at a different location, either North Bend, which is over an hour away from Seattle, uh, almost to the mountains, or I had to pick it up from West Seattle, which is just a stupid place. I mean, if I'm being quite honest with you, nobody likes West Seattle, Not even the people that live there, I don't think, like West Seattle. I could be wrong. You have to go through downtown, over bridges. You have to talk to some trolls, give them your money. I can't talk to a troll with a U-Haul. Really tiny bridges, too. And then it's all residential, so the the streets are really tiny. They're really tight. First thing I do is I go to the U-Haul that's right next to my place at the allotted time that I scheduled it for. Because that's where I was supposed to fucking get it. And they said, oh, it looks like it's in West Seattle. And I said, I know. I just like, this has really fucked up my whole day. um, Because I had people coming over to move. And now I was supposed to pick it up at 10 a.m. Now I have to pick it up at 1. I was still very nice. I said, I know it's not your fault. But like, I'm I'm pretty upset. (laughs) That's how you get shit done. And so she goes, okay, well, here's my card. They'll give you a discount at the other location. I'm really sorry about this. I know that's a pain in the ass. And I said, okay, thank you. Goodbye. So I go to the other location. I fucking walk into this location and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to start bitching. I'm ready to be like, this is fucked up. I get a discount. I don't know how to like ask for discounts. I'm not a Karen. I can't be a Karen. Okay. It's just impossible for me. I, I'll get into this in a second of why I can't do that. But So I walk in and there's this fucking bald white dude with his stupid wife and their little bratty kid. I'm assuming I'm going to get something's going to happen. Karma's going to come get me for saying all that. But they were just like being so fucking rude to this young U-Haul guy. This U-Haul guy looked younger than me. I'm 26. Ew. He they were being so fucking rude to him. And I was like, what? For 10 minutes, I had to stand six feet 
behind this family while they're just being just fucking treating him like he's just oh the way that they spoke to him was just like you're not fucking worth anything and he's just like they'd be like well do, do we get this with it and he goes yes you do and they're like good it's like oh, or how about a sweet thank you like what the fuck i get it moving stressful as fuck but like I don't know. People that are mean to people in the service industry, they just, they're the worst kind of people, you know? You know? So then, it's my turn to go up there. And I walk up and he goes, hi, one second, and then files some paperwork and he comes back, he goes, what can I do for you? And I'm like, oh, I'm here to pick up a U-Haul. He's like, well, let me see if we even have this U-Haul. And I'm like, fucking see if you even have it. <laughs> I drove 30 minutes out of my way to come get this fucking U-Haul because I was told it was going to be here. You better fucking have it. Of course, those are all just the things going on in my head. I didn't actually say this because, again, I can't be mean to people. I don't know. So he, the U-Haul's there and everything. And then I'm like, hey, so I hate to be this person because I know you get yelled at a lot and people are really rude to you for no reason. But you guys like really fucked up my whole day. Um, by making me come to another location, even though I was scheduled to get it at a different one. And the last people told me that you guys could give me a discount of some sorts. Like, you know, I made up some bullshit about how I lost a deposit on my movers and whatever. Because it is bullshit. I had shit to do that day. So he went, <sighs> one second. And I'm like, this poor fucking guy. So he gives me a $50 discount. Now, $50 discount out of the $1,000 that I'm paying for everything, it's not a lot. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's not a whole lot. It's not. It's like 120th. It's not, right? Yeah, it's like 120th. It is 120. It's like, it is. We go outside, and he hooks it up. And I'll be honest with you. While he was hooking it up, I'm like, do you even know what the fuck you're doing? He's whipping chains all around and looking at it and cranking his head and trying to figure out what the fucking... I'm like, okay, whatever. So then he goes, get in your car. Uh, we're going to test the lights. I'm like, all right. So he's back there and he tells me, right, left, stop, sit on my face. No, he didn't say the last one, but he was cute. And that's another reason why I felt bad asking for a fucking discount. So then I go to leave the U-Haul place. Oh my God. As I'm just pulling out, the whole bottom of the trailer fucking scrapes the ground. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I can't turn anywhere because the streets are way too like tight. And this fucking U-Haul is bouncing me around. Like I'm, you know, Pop Rocks, you know, Pop Rocks. That was me. When you throw it in your mouth and it pops all around, that was me in the front seat of my fucking car. I drive a Subaru, okay? I was pulling a six by 12 foot trailer. That's a big trailer. It's wider than my car, okay? I'm, at, I'm literally just driving in circles in West Seattle. I cried twice. Because it's about, I'm, something's not right about it. I can tell. I've driven big vehicles around before. Something was not right about this fucking U-Haul. And I knew that. So I'm crying. Finally make it home. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared. I call my dad. I'm like, I'm really, really nervous to drive it. You know, I'm really nervous to drive it. He's like, you'll be fine. Meanwhile, I know that him, as soon as he hung up, he's like, motherfucker, I'm really nervous for her to drive that. But he's not going to tell me that because that's just going to make me more nervous, you know? So I got the guys to come over and, no, oh, I got a sneeze. Oh, I got a sneeze. It's not COVID, it's allergies. So I have a bunch of guys over, strong, manly men. No, they're not that strong. Um, no, they're great. 
I had a couple guys over to help me move all my shit out. And one of my friends, Tanner, who apparently is a professional mover or used to be, um, Tetris the fuck out of my U-Haul. And we got everything to fit. And I don't know how, but we did it. He drove the U-Haul just around the block to get it parked right for, for us to load it, right? He didn't say anything to me until we'd smoked later. And he told me, hey, so I drove your U-Haul. I'm like, I'm really nervous for you to drive it too. And I was like, excuse me, What? what? Why would you say that? that? So I call my dad later and I'm like, like the next morning, I think, and I'm like, dad, he's like, what? I'm like, I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. He's like, you'll be fine. You know, I'm like, he's like, have you driven it since you got it loaded? And I was like, no, he's like, it's probably going to drive better now that it's loaded. I'm like, okay. So the day before I'm supposed to leave, I go get a tattoo. That's right. Actually, I got two tattoos, uh, which are I'm really excited about. One of them is down the whole side of my leg. The other one is on my wrist. And it's a little kiwi fruit for kangaroo and kiwi because I love that bar. And I want to forever remember my experiences there. Anyhow, none of your fucking business. So, but the main important part of this is that I just got a brand new tattoo down the whole side of my fucking leg. On Wednesday is the day that I'm supposed to leave, right? The night before, Tuesday night, after I got my tattoo, Tanner came back over to help me test drive it. After we get done driving it, and I'm like, yeah, this feels a little bit more comfortable, you know. Um, still something seemed off, but like, I just assume that's just because it's a fucking U-Haul. He goes back behind the, behind the U-Haul, and he checks my lights for me. And the fucking right blinker is out. This little piece of shit at the U-Haul place fucking lied to me. Dun, dun, dun. So this is what Tanner tells me. He goes, now listen, you've been driving. You drove all the way from West Seattle and we drove around the block a couple times without the light working. I think you'll be okay to go without it. Worst case scenario, you guys can put your hand out. Now the girl that came with me, Daisha, she's like 5'1", five 5'2". Five she's a tiny girl. You all's fucking big. You think you're going to see her tiny last little arm poking out? We're turning this way. What? So I go, well, I think that maybe it's a good idea if I just take it into U-Haul. And he goes, here's the problem with trailers like this is that a lot of times it's a wiring issue in the U-Haul. So they're going to have to get you a new one because they'll have to take it to someone. And I'm like, excuse me, what? And he goes, yes. I'm like, well, will they be unpacking this U-Haul and packing it back into the new one? He goes, probably not. And I'm like, okay. He goes, if I were you, I would just go because you're going to be in the right lane anyway for most of the time. And I'm like, okay. So I wake up the next morning and my tell dad and he goes just go to the u-haul and i'm like okay well then i start i had like i had like three panic attacks that morning i fucking call him at one well first i sent him a really sassy text message (laughs) because only because my dad has said plenty of times when i've asked when my family's gonna come visit he said as soon as you decide to move back i'll come out to visit to move you back and i said okay so i texted him that morning and i said it's so weird I remember you saying that if I wanted to move back, that you, you would help me, that you'd come out here. Was I just, was I just dreaming that? He didn't say anything back. And this is because he said that when he read that, he was about to type back. He did type back. And that's funny. I remember telling you not to fucking move in the first place. But he said that he was about to click send and he was like, she's probably going through something right now. So I'm just going to, I'm going to let her be in her feels. I'm going to not send this message. Thankfully he didn't because I would probably freak the fuck out. 
Instead, I called him, bawling my eyes out <laughs> that morning. And I'm like, Dad, I don't know what to do. He's like, I already told you to go to U-Haul. And I'm like, but what if they don't let me go? And he's like, then they don't let you go and you have to load in a new one. But it's better to be safe than sorry. And I'm like, but what if I don't, what if I don't get to leave today? He's like, then you don't get to fucking leave today. I'm like, oh. I was just being, I was just, it was a lot of feelings coming out at me at once. So Daisha gets to my place. I say goodbye to Bud, which I don't want to talk about it because it's very sad. We didn't get to record another Daily Dish. I'm sure we'll record another one at some point when we get together. It was very sad to leave my Bud, and that's all I'm going to say on that. So me and Daisha go to U-Haul. And I mean, my face looked, I looked like I was, my, my eyeballs looked like two little pussies, looked like two little vaginas because they were so puffy from crying so much. I'll, I'll try to post a picture on the podcast if I took one. They were just, they were fucking massive. Okay. Now, Daisha was going to be my saving grace on this. Okay. Because I, as we know, cannot be mean to people that I don't know. It's not that it's just like I can't be blunt and straightforward and fucking rude to people that I've never met before, especially in the service industry. However, when it comes to friendships, relationships, anything like that where it's good to communicate, I can be one blunt, straight up motherfucker because I think that's important to be that way and be communicative and be blunt, not be necessarily rude, but I'm going to say what's on my fucking mind. Now, Daisha has a very hard time being blunt with people um, that she likes, knows, loves, anything like that. She has a hard time being straightforward. However, when it comes to people she doesn't know, she does not give a fuck. Now, this is why she's going to be so good for me. Because these you all people, I can't, I can't be straightforward with them, but she fucking can. So she comes into my apartment, looks in the mirror, and she's like, you're going to give us a full discount. She's fucking hyping herself up. She sounded a lot better than I just did there. Cause again, I can't just sound like that. So we pull in, we're ready to fucking break some balls. You know what I'm saying? We pull in and this dude comes up to us. The same dude that put the hitch on my car, not the trailer. This is at the location that's right next to my place. Not the shitty location in West Seattle. The young cutie that doesn't know how to do his fucking job. Apparently. So we pull in and he goes, hey, are you guys dropping off? You can pull on over here. And I said, oh, actually, we're here because my, my, one of my right blinker is out. He goes, oh, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? He goes, what's up with your hitch? I was like, excuse me? He goes, we're going to have to fix that too. And I was like, fix what? We walk around side to the back to look at the blinker and he tries flipping the bulb out. And that's when I look down at my driver's side um, rear wheel on the U-Haul. And it was completely fucking flat <laughs> and I rub my eyes I'm like this has got to be a goddamn joke completely fucking flat and I'm like hey man I know this isn't a good time to say this but this tire's out too and Daisha's like the fucking tire's out too are you serious and of course she's getting hot and I'm not and I'm just like I will say this though as soon as we pulled into this U-Haul place and I started talking to Jerome Jerome was his name very nice guy mechanic for 35 years got to know him well because we were there all fucking day he I don't remember what the fuck I was just saying. God, I haven't even smoked weed yet today. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck was I saying? I really, I like don't remember what I was saying. Oh, I remember what I was saying. (laughs) As soon as Jerome told me all the things that were wrong with it and like he started fixing it, my anxiety just completely went away. Like I felt so much better now that we were at U-Haul. 
Now, the two people that were working inside were the same two people that were there when I came in. We try to fix the light. It won't be fixed. The two people at U-Haul are like, they're, I'm like, we're ready to be heated and yell at them. But like, they're more heated than we are. They're like pissed at this other location. And I'll tell you why. They didn't put the hitch on right. They had it flipped upside down. You could barely put your foot under the part where my trailer and my car were connected, where the whole hitch setup is. You could barely slide your foot under it, okay? So it's the wrong fucking size hitch, something like that. I don't fucking know. The tire was out and my blinker was out. Now, this is what Jerome told us. He goes, if you guys would have driven and said, fuck it, like Tanner told me to, God bless the boy, but like Tanner told me to, He's like, if that tire wasn't already flat, it would have gotten flat on the freeway. And then because your hitch was wrong, your trailer would have tipped over. And then it would have just started dragging your car with it. Now, we were driving over three different mountain passes along cliffs, icy cliffs. I'm being very serious when I say that we could have fucking died. We could have died. Not only that, but the tire... There was a hole in the tire that was letting out air very slowly, but this U-Haul had just been inspected like two weeks prior to that. It had just been inspected, which means they didn't do the inspection right. Okay. Pure laziness could have taken lives. And that's the most important sentence of the email that I will be sending to U-Haul. It's a good one, right? That fucking hit you deep. That hit you really deep. Like deeper than a dick hits you. You know what I'm saying? Like that hit, that hit hard. Maybe not as hard as a dick hits you. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so that's like probably going to be the fucking subject line. So then the girl comes out and she's pissed because she's like, they won't let us fucking fix it. We got to call the U-Haul um, fix it guys. I don't know. It's like AAA for fucking U-Haul. So I have to call them because it's a tire and the light. Two different motherfucking guys had to come out. I'm pissed. Okay. So we're just sitting there. Then I started smoking, smoking my pen, my weed pen. And then I was fine. So we're just sitting in the car three, four hours, I think. Um, one of the girls comes over and she goes, oh, I'd be so pissed if I were you guys. And we're like, yeah, we're pretty upset. And she goes, oh, I'd be demanding a full discount. And I just looked at her and I go, how do we go about doing that? Like, you're the one that works here. And she's like, you have to go through the higher up. I'm like, okay. She's like, we're going to try to do all we can for you. And I was like, all right. So we wait for a fucking hour. Now, when I say these people are on our side, like these people are on our fucking side. We wait for an hour tire guy comes to fix it we wait for another hour for the light boy okay now at this point my dad calls me this is an important part of the story my dad calls me because he got a phone call from a washington number but it was an unknown number he didn't have it saved so he called me just to make sure i was okay and i was like oh yeah i'm fine you know i'm fine just remember that little token of information okay so then we're sitting there waiting for the light boy to come and uh, our hitch is all fixed, by the way. It was, it's now has a five inch clearance. So we are good to go through gas stations, just regular driving, all that good stuff. Um, so I keep having to be on the phone with the U-Haul fix it guys. It's actually a young girl that's setting it up. Um, we're waiting. I look at her and I'm like, man, some soup sounds so good right now. And she goes, well, there's a Whole Foods like right up the street. I was like, okay. I was like, well, when this is done, I was like, fuck, I don't have any pots and pans though. So it has to be hot soup. I was like, I don't think people are serving hot soup right now. And she's like, well, let's just fucking call. I'm like, good, good point. So she calls on the phone for 10 minutes with Whole Foods and they tell her that they have hot soup from noon to three 
and from four to seven. So that leaves one hour between three and four where we can't get any fucking soup, okay? The light guy comes. <clears throat> when he gets there, he asks me to turn on my right blinker, and it works just motherfucking fine. And both us and the U-Haul people were pissed because we're like, are you fucking kidding me? Not only that, but we'd been waiting there for an extra hour just to get this light fixed. So we realize it's fine now. And they tell us they're going to try to get us the biggest discount that they can, which is awesome. Um, they were very nice. They told us uh, when we were leaving, the guy goes, you guys, please be very careful and get there safe. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> why do you sound like that? <laughs> it scared me. So then I get a phone call as I'm pulling out of the U-Haul place from the U-Haul boy, the AAA boys, girl, whatever, whoever, the, the young girl I was talking about earlier. Now, you know how when you're driving and like something happens, you don't really realize you're on the phone. Great. Well, I'm pulling out of this U-Haul place and it's a really shallow driveway. So I'm worried I'm going to hit the bottom. So I answer the phone, but forget that I answered it. And then I just scream once the U-Haul scrapes the, the driveway. I just scream, Jesus fucking Christ. And then I hear her go, hello. <laughs> I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, did you, did, did, did the guys come? And I said, yeah, they came. I'm really sorry about that. She's like, no, it's, it's fine. I'm just I'm glad they came. Have a good day. Poor girl. I didn't mean to do that. I really didn't. So then it's, uh, it's 3.15, okay, as we're leaving. And we're like, we really want hot soup. It's the last hot meal we can really have for a couple of days because we're going to be traveling. So I pull in, far as fuck away from Whole Foods, in front of a Subway. And we're like, ooh, Subway sounds so good with the soup. Subway sounds so good with the soup. But we got to wait. We got to wait to go in and get the soup. So we're listening to music, just vibing, just vibing. 40 minutes later, into, into Whole Foods, because we're going to get our subway afterwards. We go into Whole Foods, still 10 minutes till we can get our fucking soup. So we are just wandering around at this point. Finally, it's time. No hot soup is out. None. Zip, zilch, nada, nothing warm. So we go up to the counter. We go, hi, excuse me. Took him forever to come over to greet us. And I look at Daisha and I'm like, Daisha, at the luck of how our, our, like the rate of how our luck is going today. I don't even know if I'm fucking saying that right. How our luck is going today. I'm going to go ahead and guess that, uh, that they don't have hot soup. She goes, why would you say that? Why would you put that out in the universe? A guy comes up and says, hi, how can I help you? And we go, hi, we're just wondering where the hot soup is. And he goes, oh, we don't have hot soup right now because of COVID. Just cold soup. It's over there. Just cold soup. It's over there. <laughs> I still hadn't had my breaking point yet. You know what I mean by that? Like when when bad little bad things happen to you all day long and then there's finally one thing that just tips you over the edge and then your whole fucking world collapses. I was close, but I wasn't there yet. So we say, okay. So we can't get fucking soups. We don't have any pots and pans. So we go and we get these little raviolis and we get some treats because we needed treats. I decide, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get a quarter gallon of milk. I, before you turn this podcast off because you're so pissed that I got a quarter gallon, it's because I couldn't put it anywhere after that. I didn't want to waste milk because that's even more sad than buying a quarter gallon of milk. So I bought a quarter gallon because it'd just be individual sized just for the night, you know? So we walk back across the street and we end up getting our fucking subway. We go back to my place, unload all the shit. We need, we have an air mattress, like all this shit that we need. So we go upstairs 
And we drink some weed drink. Now this weed drink that I had, it's pretty fucking potent. I found out that 10 milligrams gets me decently high. And that usually doesn't happen. And I decided to take 30 milligrams that night. And Daisha decided to take 20. So we start eating our food, living the life. We're like, things are turning up now. And then I open up the milk. And that's when I saw it. Over an inch of curdle. Over an inch of curdled milk. I wish that I could say this was the first time that I've cried over milk at the end of my day. However, it is not. I remember when I was in high school one time, bad things just kept fucking happening all day. And then I came home and I poured a bowl of cereal because, you know, you pour the cereal first. And then I went to the fridge and we were out of motherfucking milk. And I just started crying and my dad came out and he goes, oh my God, what's wrong? And I said, we're out of milk. He goes, what? I was like, we're out of milk. He's like, okay, it's fine. Like, no, it's not. We're out of milk. That's exactly how this felt, except the whole time I was gagging. I was, I hate curdled milk. (laughs) I really fucking do. It's a waste of goddamn milk. And oh my God, I can't stop gagging now. Okay. We got to get off this topic. So we're getting more high. I decide it's time to take a little biggity, biggity bath because I still have my bath stuff there because I gave it to Budley. So I start running a bath and as soon as I start running it, I'm so excited. And then I remember that I just got a fucking tattoo all the way up the side of my leg. So no matter what way I sit in it, uh, it's going to be submerged. So I stop running the bath. I take a bath in an inch of water. I get out and Daisha's freaking the fuck out. She's like, oh my God, I, what if we shouldn't drive? What if we shouldn't go? They seemed really scared for us. What if we? What if something bad happens? He said we could have almost died. What if we did? And I was like, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden I feel my heart start beating fast. So then I text my dad and I'm like, dad, what if that Washington phone call you got earlier was from U-Haul? Because I gave them your contact number. Like I gave them your number for contact information. What if they were calling you saying, hey, I don't think that your daughter should go. I don't think she should go. He texted me back and he said, LOL, dot, dot, dot. It wasn't dot, dot, dot. You're fine. Dot, dot. You're stoned dot dot go to bed wise words from papa bear so uh we freaked the fuck out i smoked a cigarette calmed down a little bitty bit and then uh the next day was here and we were ready to take off that's right how long are we into this we're 30 minutes in and we haven't even fucking left yet okay (laughs) we haven't even fucking left yet no, honestly, not that much bad stuff happened on the way out, but some sketchy shit happened. So day two, we wake up, still in Seattle, go to Fred Meyer, which is just like the Meyer out here. We will get into that later. We'll get into that in another episode. I need to get through all this shit first. Yeah, you heard that right. We'll comment on it later. So we, uh, there's a Starbucks in there. So we get some Starbucks and we're like, maybe we should get an impossible sandwich. So we order an impossible sandwich and the girl just looks at us and she goes, oven's broken. Like, okay. And I looked at Daisha and I said, Daisha, even though this is the very start of the day, our day is not going to be bad. And she said, our day is not going to be bad. And I was like, that's right. We had a great day. Beautiful weather driving through the mountains. 
Um, it was kind of sketchy with the U-Haul, but not during the day. But as soon as that sun went down, it was still like light out, but the sun was down below the mountains. Uh, everything just turned to ice. <laughs> so we were going 40. Daisha was driving. And that's when we passed a semi completely flipped over on the other side of the road, causing traffic for miles. Um, all the windows were smashed out of it. It was completely fucked. Uh, yeah. So we saw that. And then Daisha dropped it down to 30 <laughs> and we trucked our way all the way to Missoula first night. It took us like 13 hours to drive just from Seattle to Missoula. It was only like 450 miles. But driving through the mountains all the time, you had to go slowly. So we get to the hotel and we go inside and that's where we meet Jennifer. That's what she sounded like. We got in and she was just, you could tell she was just over her fucking shift. She, we were like, hi, how's it going? She goes, you know, just ready to get out of here. We're like, oh, us too. <laughs> then she goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm so sick of all this COVID stuff. She sticks her tongue out. We're like, why don't you just go ahead and put that tongue back in your mouth there, Jennifer? She was over it. We're, I mean, aren't we all over COVID? But until we get through it, we got to fucking be safe and fucking mask up till we get a goddamn vaccine. Anyhow. So we take all, now I traveled with all of my plants. I traveled with like 40 plants, maybe even 50. I traveled with a lot of fucking plants, okay? So because it was so cold, like 30 degrees that evening around nine o'clock in Montana, we had to take all of the plants inside, all of them. So then we noticed there's a Popeye's across the street. I've never actually had Popeye's before. I know, I know. I'd heard your gasps all the way through my microphone and my headphones. I've never had Popeye's before, so I hear all this crazy shit about the chicken sandwich, so we decide to go across the street and get it. So we run across like eight fucking lanes <laughs> across the street in Missoula to go to Popeye's, and we try to go inside, and the door is locked. And we have 30 minutes till they close, okay? So we look on the sign, and it says, you can call this number and get takeout, or you can order online. And I said, okay. So I call them, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to order a meal for takeout. And he's like, sorry. We don't actually do that. And I'm like, why the fuck would it be on your sign that outside? And I said, okay. And he goes, yep. And we close in 30 minutes. Only our drive-thru is open. Goodbye. And I go, wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we walk through the drive-thru? And he goes, yeah, sure. It's the first time I've ever walked through a drive-thru with cars both in front of us and behind us. And we're just standing there <laughs> waiting to get fucking Popeye's. So we walk up to the window. Meanwhile, another car's sitting there. And the girl in the window goes, hi, can you actually come up here to order? And then she asked the guy in the car, no mask on. Hey, is it, is it okay if they step up here? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Of course, we had our masks on and we're fucking standing outside. Also, it helped us keep our faces warm. So we order all of our fucking shit. We get back over to the hotel. We eat it. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you something crazy that happened. We were an hour away from the hotel. And that's when I get the news that someone that I've been in contact with has the Roni. Yeah, I'm gonna let that sink in. Uh-huh. Someone that I've been in contact with has Roni. So, by this time it's Thursday, right? The Friday before that, so six days prior, I was, in, I was with someone that got tested positive later on. This person also works with my roommate at that awful seafood restaurant that I used to work at. And guess what? The best part is, now that I'm not in Seattle anymore, I can tell you, I can tell you who that restaurant is. 
That restaurant is Duke Seafood and Chowder. That's right. It's Duke Seafood and Chowder. They treat their employees like shit and encourage sexual harassment from the workplace. I'm going to let that sink in. So she, my roommate, had worked with this girl twice since she'd gotten tested positive. Did the restaurant shut down? No, 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 no. Because they said that this girl didn't get COVID at work. No, she just worked for two days with COVID. I don't know if she was hosting that day or serving, but regardless, she's in contact with a lot of people. A lot of people have their masks off. Did they notify anybody? No, not besides the people that work there. And this is what they said. They said, if you would feel comfortable, feel free to get tested, but we're not making it mandatory. Excuse me, what? Sure, they wear their masks while they're working. Not all the time, though. Not when they're eating. In the manager's office that is like four foot by four fucking foot, where they have their masks off. No. So now I'm thinking I got fucking COVID. I'm thinking I can't go to my family. Daisha's thinking she has COVID. She's thinking she can't fly home yet. So what if we have to stay quarantined for two weeks? Where the fuck are we going to go? We're freaking the fuck out. So we eat our Popeyes and then Daisha gets in the fetal position and I'm calming her down. She takes an hour shower. I'm looking up places to get tested. I don't want to tell my family yet because it's late there. My dad's about to go to sleep. I don't want to worry him anymore. So the next day we wake up. Wait, hold on. This is the funny part. So later that night, I need to get the Wi-Fi password. So I call down to the front desk and old Jennifer answers. This is what she says. So ring, 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 ring. Hi, this is Jennifer. It's Super 8 by Wyndham in Missoula, Montana. Bitch, did you forget where you were? (laughs) It has been a long day. Jesus. So... Back at the hotel, we're trying to find a place to get tested. I'm freaking out. The next morning, we wake up, and I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, someone I was with has COVID. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, no. I was like, we're trying to find testing places now. But there are no drive-up testing places. The only testing places are at clinics. um, Or you could go to Walgreens, but you have to wait three to four days to get your test back. What? What, 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 what? So he goes, don't get tested there. If you feel symptoms, you'll get tested when you get here because there's a drive through at Rite Aid. And I'm like, okay. So I don't get tested. He then calls me later. He goes, wait, did you say Friday? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, bitch, that was a week ago. I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, you get symptoms within two to six days. I'm like, oh. And then I find out that the girl had gotten it the day after I hung out with her, which is awesome luck for me. Now, I'm, I wasn't just hanging out with people willy-nilly. I was hanging out with someone on well, let's call it a dig appointment. Um, but I had to test the waters to make sure he's being COVID safe. And, uh, and he knows this girl, so he invited her to come hang out with us because she knows me too. So I said, sure, go ahead, sure. I'm not hanging out with anybody until the shit's over. It's too many fucking COVID scares. So... Dad calms me down. I know I don't have COVID. We wake up, we leave, and we see the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It was through the mountains. Everything was covered in ice. And this, oh my, it was so fucking pretty. So pretty. So we get to our first gas station. And we get out. And there are these two guys that pull in. And they go really, really slowly, driving by us, both of them just staring at us. Staring at us. I was like, whatever. We're hotties and we get it. 
No, we looked butch as fuck that day. Daisha had a bandana on. I had a hat on, a flat bill hat with like sweats. She had sweats. We looked like badasses, but we definitely looked like we love eating pussy. These guys, I mean, they didn't even stop. They pulled right back out. But heads, I mean, cranked. And I mean, like, fucking cranked. We get back in the car and Daisha goes, so... Now, Daisha's a little black girl, mind you. She goes, my parents told me there aren't a lot of black people in Montana. And I was like, do you really, like, is that... Do you think that they fucking did, like, just because they've never seen a fucking... That's No, right? And then I go, well, it's either that or they think they've seen their first interracial couple, interracial lesbian couple. I, we really did look like we were together. So then we start cracking up. So then we leave. People, all the whole fucking time, people can't stop staring. And the further we get away from Washington, the less masks are being worn. Now I get it. And some of you that are listening may think the masks are stupid. And that's fine. But North Dakota and Montana, they... They, they're the highest spiking places right now. I'm just wondering, like, have you guys seen the news? Are we not, are we not paying attention? Do we not believe in the news? So then we get to Dickinson. Uh, we drive all day and my dad tells me we should stay in Dickinson, North Dakota, spelled Dick in Sun. Okay. That's right as soon as you get into North Dakota. So we're a mile away from the city we're going to stay in, right? And that's when we passed something in a field that was lit up and we didn't I just thought it was a light a small light for helicopters but that's when we got closer I realized that it was a flame it was like I thought it was someone holding a torch she thought it was a statue with a torch I thought I saw someone walking with it okay either fucking way sketchy as fucking shit okay so we walk into North Dakota Mind you, we'd already dealt with nobody wearing their masks. And sure as shit, we get to this hotel. The dude behind the front desk does not have a mask on, okay? Now, the dude that had helped us at the front desk was a black man. And Daisha's like, fucking finally. <laughs> finally someone else. Now, this is important to the story for what I'm about to tell you. So he puts his mask on below the nose. I'm going to say this right now. You look fucking stupid if you wear your mask below the nose. Hey, just don't even fucking wear a mask at that point, okay? Shit comes out of your nose. When you sneeze, it comes out of your fucking nose. Plus, it's not flattering. People look sexy and suspicious when they have the mask all the way on, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a big kink thing soon, I promise. Wear a mask and hit it from the back. Hit it, hit it from the back and put on your mask. To the front desk, has his nose pulled out, and I'm fucking squirting my sanny. I'd ordered the fucking hotel room on the way there, already paid for it, and he says he can't find my fucking confirmation. And I'm trying to show him that, you know, without him breathing all over my fucking phone, that, yep, it's already gone out of my account. This and that, this and that, this and that. We keep spraying Aunt Sandy. We look over to the pool, water, water slide area, and everyone, there's a fuck ton of people in there. We call that the COVID hotspot. And that, and that was the COVID hotspot in North Dakota. That's where COVID started, was in this fucking hotel, in this water slide pool room. I mean, everyone was running around. There were probably, yeah, there were a lot of fucking people in there. Anyhow. So he can't figure it out. So he pulls his buddy over. Now his buddy, I'm not sure I'm going to botch it, but I would say he was either Indian or Sikh maybe. Um, But he had a turban on his head. Okay. So that means I'm the only white person within the four of us. All right. So I, we go up and uh, Daisha goes, Hey, have you guys, uh, do you guys know anything about like the statue that's right outside of the town? 
that's like has like burning or something and they're like what and I was like I explained it to them I'm like I thought it was a light for like helicopters planes or something but then I realized like it was a flame and I thought it was a dude holding a flame like walking and the Indian dude laughs and he goes <laughs> that sounds like some KKK shit what what the fuck both Daisha and the other dude look at him like why the fuck are you laughing <laughs> what and I'm like okay Daisha whatever happens I'm gonna keep you safe as fuck okay I'm gonna keep you safe I had my bear spray don't worry I did not think that was very funny Mr. Mr. Man so the other dude Guy had the mask under his nose. He goes, oh, his eyes get all big. He goes, yeah, some, uh, some really weird stuff's been happening around here lately. Here you are. You're in room 10, 110. Hands us our keys and we're like, what? What do you, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? So we go out to the U-Haul and we're like, we need to fucking get into this hotel room as fast as possible and lock the doors. So we pull around to the side door where our hotel room is. And I see this dude come stumbling down the stairs with his Budweiser hand dragging along the rail wipes his mouth with his hand starts touching more shit i'm like god dude come on just like be a little bit respectful you know what i'm saying even if you don't believe in it what if you have it passing it to other people so then i see this guy stand in front of each hotel room and just stare at each hotel room door he doesn't see me i'm outside still but i can see him walks to the next one stares at it walks to the next one stares at it gets to our room stares at it then his buddy comes stumbling down behind him, and then they come outside. We're right outside the fucking door holding plants, and they just stare at us. Don't say anything. Just fucking stare at us. That's weird. That's fucking weird. Just say hi. We're not going to say hi. No, because you're the one fucking look, staring at us, okay? They're staring at us as we walk into the hotel room door. Luckily, my dumbass thought that we were in room 119, so we walk right past 110 and get to 119. And then we realize we have the wrong room. So we wait, and then those guys left. So we load up all the plants in for the second fucking time. God, they were it just took forever. They were just so big. Then I started noticing brown spots in my plants. I was freaking out. Anyhow, um, we're still loading stuff in and we see the dude that has his mask under his nose, the same guy that was like some weird stuff's been happening around here. And I look at him and I go, hey man, what weird stuff's been happening? And he goes, uh, uh, looking all fucking suspicious, looking a little sus. And then he goes, uh, well, my sister was in town last week and it was just, it was really foggy and there were just, there were a lot of lights and I just, I, I just sound crazy even talking about it. Have a good night. Excuse me, what? Then we found out that North Dakota is like a huge hotspot for aliens. So that was good news. <laughs> Nothing to do, hopefully, with that. So then, uh, yeah, we woke up the next morning and we're freaked the fuck out and decided, you know what? We're not staying anywhere else because then I found out that Wisconsin is spiking. And then you got Chicago that I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to, you know, stay in a big city. Uh, also around the time of an election. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got the, uh, the fuck out of there. Um, we went to, we drove 20 hours, lots of fucking caffeine. Uh, probably, so on that final day, um, when we were driving, all we did was drive through North Dakota. There were maybe 15% of people wearing masks and that was just me and Daisha. 
Um, we were the 15%. And I mean, people making your food, people behind the counter, people everywhere. Like there was no, no laws when you're drinking claws, if you know what I'm saying. Um, now, North Dakota just had announced that they were the highest spiking state. What the fuck? So we pull into a gas station and then that's when Daisha saw her first dead aunt, dead deer. <laughs> uh, yeah, five dead deer were hung up because I'm assuming we were next to like a hunting camp or something in a little hodunk town in North Dakota. And Daisha was like, what in the fuck? And I'm like, oh, yeah, people aren't used to seeing stuff like this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, after all that shit, now Daisha, again, she's not used to deer, really. She's seen a deer three times in her lifetime. I saw deer three times yesterday. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we drive past like eight deer grazing on the side of the road, on the other side of the road from us. And we just go right by him. She goes, Oh, look at all the deer. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going a little too fast to be Going by that many deer, but that's fine. You know, they they were still like they're probably twenty feet away. Well, then a little bit later, I'm sitting there looking at my phone in the passenger seat, and she's driving, and she goes, "Ooh, look at that one!" And this one is like two feet away from our fucking vehicle, just eating grass right next to the side of the road. And I'm like, Nyow! "We just fucking drive right by." And I go, "Daisha," she goes, "What?" I was like, "They they're known for like jumping out in front of cars. Like you need to, we need to slow down when we go by them." She's like, "Oh," and I'm like, "I forget that like." You know, if you're not used to that, you don't really know. You don't know. So that was us the entire fucking night. Um, I slept for a little bit and she said she saw the biggest tumbleweed she's ever seen. Uh, and it was in either Wisconsin or Illinois. But I mean, it was like the size of my fucking car. I didn't even know that they had tumbleweeds out in Wisconsin or Illinois. I thought it was just North Dakota and like down south. Um, but I'm waiting to see a tumbleweed in Michigan, boy. So um, we passed so many dead deer. And the wind was crazy and we fucking made it. We got here at five in the morning and we took a shot of Jameson and we were just, we were safe and that's all that mattered. So I made it folks. And, uh, now we're back on track with the podcast. You're going to be getting them weekly. Trying to figure out maybe some sort of new, as you know, Bud did the daily dish at the end with me, which was really fun. So I'm trying to find uh, some new segments that we can uh, have have some fun with for the end of the podcast. Do you guys have any ideas um, or anything that you've heard me talk about that you thought was really fun? Uh, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram, the podcast underscore underscore, or go ahead and say it in the reviews on Apple or Spotify. And then uh, we can go ahead and get that taken care of. This, uh, it's been a wild ride. Thanks for listening to my crazy story. Um, that's just, you know, a couple days in the life. All right, stay classy, everybody. Stay high. Stay sly. One, two, three, four. Hey, come on in. Take a seat. I'd like to welcome you. This here, it's a podcast. The B-U-D podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a smoker. Podcast, it's the podcast. Billy, 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 butter, 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 buttercups, buttercast, buttercast, buttly, buttly. The B-U-D podcast, it's a podcast, it's a podcast. A B-U-D bud. Check in, chickens on the mic. Why? <laughs> Uh, 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 there we go.